Welcome forward. I'm your host, Cassie Betts, on KBLA Talk 1580, and you're listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where technology is the new sexy, black geeks are the new superheroes, and South Central LA is the new tech mecca. Let's start off with what's the T in tech? Hitboy and James Fauntleroy are set to produce Board 8 Yacht Club's NFT band. So, yes, we have a Web3 NFT band, Hitboy and James Fauntleroy. I mean, is his name Leroy? (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) they're Grammy Award winning producer songwriters who have collaborated with everyone from Beyonce to Jay-Z to Nipsey Hussle. They've come on to produce and to develop the sound for Bored Apes NFT band. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that they have... um, African Americans in this uh, in this space. The band is called Kingship. Kingship is a rock and roll band with four digital ape characters from the coveted Board Eight Yacht Club NFT collection. The project will include both both album releases and metaverse metaverse performances. Celine Joshua is the head of Universal's Next Gen Web Three record label. Ten twenty two p.m. That's I really want to know the story behind that record label. <laughs> The record label is called 1022 PM and they are the architect of kingship. She says she wants the best creators involved, which is why she chose hit boy and Fauntleroy. Congratulations to them. Steve jobs, daughter Eve jobs is unimpressed by the new iPhone 14. Eve jobs is the youngest daughter of the late Steve jobs. She mocked the new Apple iPhone 14 design with a meme that she shared on IG. Basically the meme was a man in a red checkered shirt. He's holding up a, another shirt. That's exactly the same shirt as the one he has on. And the shirt he's wearing is labeled iPhone 13. And the new shirt is labeled iPhone 14 in the meme. Um, numerous iPhone users took to social media to express their disappointment in the new iPhone 14. Basically, they're just like, what's the difference? But y'all charging a whole lot more. Here's a weird flex. A Detroit man is showing off his Tesla key implant on Instagram. Yes, he implanted it in his arm, y'all. Brandon Delily from Detroit, Michigan, has pushed his passion for tech to new levels by having a chip implanted in his hand so he can unlock and start his Tesla. His hand, his arm. I think it was actually his forearm. But um, Delilah recorded the process, which he shared on Instagram. He built, he coded the apps on this RFID chip, which grants him access to his house and also saves all his personal ID medical information. Okay, come on, Brandon. What you doing? But <laughs> also his COVID-19 fast card. I mean, Brandon's like, I ain't carrying a wallet for nothing. So I, I feel you. I mean, I feel you, but I don't feel you. You know, um, a lot of us were raised in the church. There's this little thing called Mark of the Beast. You know, that's going to be a hard sale, Brandon. It's going to be a hard sale in our community. Delaney stated that the chips cost about $200 to $300 each. And installation at the tattoo studio was only 100 bucks. I mean, it was affordable. I don't know if that's going to catch on because we ain't trying to put stuff under our skin, Brandon. But he is trying to get the chips to catch the attention of Elon Musk, a.k.a. Messy Muskie, as we call him here on Talk Deck to Me, who is busy filing yet another counterclaim against Twitter in an effort to back out of his multi-billion dollar deal. OK, Messy Muskie, he, he's going hard. Um, he's going hard to get out that Twitter deal. <laughs> It was cute, wasn't it, Messy Musk? It was cute at first, but now you're not you're not feeling it. Chick-fil-A gets dragged over a questionable tweet. Chick-fil-A 
was dragged on Twitter over suspected racist tweet to black to a black customer. The customer tweeted grilled spicy deluxe, but still no spicy nuggets to Chick-fil-A's uh, Twitter account. And then Chick-fil-A responded, your community will be the first to know if spicy items are added to the permanent menu, Don. And then Don was mad. Everybody, black Twitter was mad. <laughs> black Twitter went off and they were like, do you, <laughs> one Twitter user asked, do you mean the black community? Another asked, what, what do you mean by your community? So they was like, what do you mean by you people? <laughs> Um, users were going in. There were 1,600 comments under the post. I don't. That was the last time we checked. Uh, the fast food chain addressed a comment explaining that the term community referred to their exact geographical location where the restaurants where the restaurants were located. They've also publicly apologized. I mean, I personally, I'm I'm not that upset at Chick Fil A talking about your community. They yes, they did mean your people. Yes, they meant black people. <laughs> And that's okay. I mean, honestly, that's I'm okay with that. Diddy did. Diddy did. Sean Diddy Combs. Have y'all seen uh, Sean Combs on Instagram? He says he's doing God's work by saving the black race and he needs your help. Uh, Diddy professes in a Kanye style IG post that God made his mission and his purpose clear. And it's to save the black race and to make sure everybody, regardless of color, has, quote unquote, the same 24 hours. Uh, but he needs your help. Hashtag real bad. <laughs> yes. Real bad made popular by his new boo, Carisha from the city girls. Um, he looked a little bit disheveled to me. Uh, he also, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm like, Diddy, what, what are we talking about? What you doing? He also stated that he's going to buy Disney for us, quote unquote, us. And he said his plans to hire unicorn executives to work with him on God's mission is what he calls the biggest human resources, resource investment. And so he's urging all of us, us unicorn executives, which I consider myself one of those, to send receipts and resumes to God's work at CombsGlobal.com. Now, I went to CombsGlobal.com and it is a simple landing page with a logo and no further information. I don't know what this God's work is, but it's giving cult Combs. Um, and it's also given that you're not going to pay us. Like, why? why are why is this act of like desperation on ig uh from you in which you're asking all of us unicorn creatives to send our resumes when i just i mean man you could have just said send your resumes i'm hiring and put the the salaries and you would have got a gazillion resumes um but i might send mine anyway I think uh, T. Marty will probably send at least our capability statement. No, I'm not trying to work under uh, Sean Combs, but I'm down to partner. When we come forward, we'll get into the game of drones with Sam Skelly on the unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Talk Tech to Me. Welcome forward. I'm your host, Cassie Betts, and this is Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where technology is the new sexy, black geeks are the new superheroes, and South Central LA is the new tech mecca. We have Sam Scully here on our show. What's up, Miss Sam Scully? Hello, what's going on? Sam Skelly is a remarkable woman entrepreneur and FAA Part 107 certified drone pilot who brings a feminine touch she brings a feminine touch to the IT and drone industries. She is the founder and principal of Scully Staffing Inc. She's a certified veteran-owned, woman and minority-owned human 
human resources firm with a global presence. Ms. Skelly has been bridging the gap between businesses and highly talented individuals for over 20 years. She is also an influential leader, philanthropist, U.S. Navy veteran, mother. I mean, there was like a whole list. We were like, <laughs> we were struggling. Shout out to Aman, our uh, our uh, co-producer of this uh, te- Talk Tech to Me. We were having a hard time deciding what to put in. Girl, because you got pioneering women in tech, affiliated with women in tech, women in drones, women in cybersecurity, blacks, women in tech. I mean, (laughs) I've been busy. You've been busy. So let me ask you first, when did you fall in love with tech? I'm pretty sure I fell in love with tech when I was about three years old. Wow. My mother was a key punch operator in Chicago and I was all in her stuff. (laughs) That's great. Always in her stuff. That sounds about right. So, th- I mean, what? how'd it go from there? So, from there, um, because she was part of technology, key, pun- key punch operators, or like the old-time data processors, computer users, uh, it's Sears. And so, because she was open-minded, as technology started to grow in the 80s, telling my age, uh, <laughs> we were able to get uh, like a Sega Genesis um, gaming device. And uh, and from playing games and also building model cars with my brother because he was the he's the engineer, so he was always building cars. But I was always having to pick up the parts, and I also also started to learn how to build. So between playing Sega Genesis, building model cars and airplanes. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just kind of. Uh, oh, and also my mom's. Um, foot on my neck when I went to high school that told me that I was not going to be taking upholstery. <laughs> I was going to be taking computer classes. How'd you feel about that? Uh, what? Well, she was the boss. Right. So I, I believed in following my mom and uh, listening because she had a way of making you do that. Are you glad you listened? I am glad I listened <laughs> because at first we were, I was, you know, I started using typewriters uh, like the, the Royal, uh, I think they're called Royals. And back then we would have uh, carbon paper. Right. And we would put the carbon paper between the uh, the two sheets of paper, yes. and we would type. And then when we made an error, back then we had um, razor blades, and yeah. we could actually scrape the carbon off. They don't have razor blades anymore. Oh wow! But anyway, so from taking computer classes, going to the Navy, um, I just decided to stay in tech. I mean, your list is just so extensive. I I, I don't even the Navy like. I'm sure you learned a lot of tech in the Navy. Like, tell me about, and you have like medals and awards and honors. (laughs) Another, another decision of my mother's. I I quit college and she was like, well, you don't have a bedroom anymore. Said Uncle Sam has one for you. So I ended up joining the Navy along with my girlfriend who faked it, who said she was going to join, but she actually didn't. So I was stuck. (laughs) But uh, once I got into the Navy, because I had the computer skills from high school, I was able to immediately start taking more classes. And then after that, I was teaching. I was teaching at the War College. I didn't know how to teach. But one thing about being in the military, you learn how to do what they ask you to do. So I learned to become a teacher. I learned how to present software, such as like Lotus 123. And I would be uh, training people from all over the world because the Navy College is about bringing bringing officers to that particular um, port to train them on other things, but computer classes was something they could take in between. And so from there, after getting out of the military, I decided, you know what, I want to be my own boss. And so I started a company called Techno, and I would training with Techno, my role was to basically, again, teach people how to use the Internet. 
I'm like you like to make tech sexy. I was trying to make tech sexy in the 90s. Okay, that was hard. That was a hard gig in the 90s. Exactly. And I was trying to get people to take uh, how to use the Internet, how to research on the Internet, because I said you would get your kids out of the house, and how to use e-commerce. So I developed my curriculum, sell it to small businesses, and then they would get a contract with big businesses. And, of course, I would be that instructor. Wow. So since then... um, I continued from being a trainer to starting the staffing company. So that's where I am currently staffing people to be uh, in roles where they can use technology, where they need programmers, project managers, um, drone players, drone soccer players, pilots. My role is basically helping to build those uh, bridges and get my community as well as other communities hired within an industry, which I love, that I've been working in for you know way way many years and i don't actually plan on leaving it either Mm. so tell us more i know that one of the main focuses of your staff staffing company is the drone space the drone pilot space i think it's so cool that you are a black woman in a black woman drone pilot in the space teaching others tell us more about that like how does that work how do we get in how do we get involved well first i want to tell you how i kind of got involved with drones during COVID, like everybody you had to find a new way to present yourself right and so i just so happened to go to a conference right right before COVID came into existing and and from there, I didn't, you know, I went to a drone conference, didn't understand it, but it decided to get more involved with an organization called Women in Drones. So from Women in Drones, started to attend, you know, I had no idea that I was going to be getting a drone certification, but starting to attend, the, you know, the uh, weekly meetings, still didn't really understand it. And I thought, you know what, I don't want to be stupid in public. So let me educate myself more and let me consider getting a certification. And that's basically how it started. I started to educate myself by taking classes from one company called Aqualand Drones, which was really good. Uh, Then I took another set of classes. And then I had a girlfriend of mine who was like, girl, I went on YouTube. I went to Amazon. I bought the pilot's book. I studied and I passed. So I did the same thing. I, after six months of going through all these companies, training myself, I did the same thing she did, went on YouTube, learned how to um, understand the drone industry signed up for the test and passed the test of June 2021. And so now I'm considered a remote pilot. I bought a couple of drones and I've been flying them. And as I progressed in the drone industry, I decided, okay, I'm already a staffing company. Let me also staff for the industry. So currently I don't staff pilots. I'm staffing more so of business roles because you still, you have the drone. It's a very new industry not that new, it's over 25 years old, but when it comes to small businesses and commercial businesses, it's pretty new for us, right. and it's growing. But I decided to start focusing more so on business roles. You know, you need marketing people, mm-hmm. you need influencers, you need technicians, you still need programmers uh, to do this, the behind-the-scene work once that pilot, uh, he or she is out in the field or inside, because you can fly uh, drones inside and outside. So what do these people do with the drones? Like you said, the business drone space. Like, um, Can you make that more clear? So working in the business drone space is basically just like working for a company, but they're, they just so happen to have a drone company. Okay. So let's say they need a project manager. Uh-huh. They've just gotten a new project to, um, let's say, capture cell towers, okay. the cell towers that are outside of your houses or in your community. So that project manager is going to be the person that just going to organize, making sure all the project aspect, aspects are there, getting the pilots 
as well as getting the VO, the visual observers. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to be basically responsible for managing that project. Same thing with the accounting. The accounting person is going to be responsible for getting those invoices out. So you still, you know, they're running a drone company, but they're just so happen working in the drone industry. Man. I feel like you just blew my mind a bit. I mean, like, I knew this. <laughs> like, like, I knew that the drone industry had a whole lot of jobs of, associated with it that's not necessarily piloting mm-hmm. the drone. But I don't know. It just, it, when you said it just now, it just, like, it hit me, like, a little different. Like, oh, man. So In education, you know, and you still people, because mm-hmm. you think about, you know, now you have um, two sides of us. You have the people who fly drones for recreational, and that's me, even though I uh, have my pilot's license. Uh, and the reason you get your pilot's license is so that you can start to charge. Right. If you don't have your pilot's license, technically, uh, you are not allowed to charge. You might get donations, but with your FA-107 license, you can technically charge. And also, you have to build up your, your hours. Because, yes, you know, Sam, she went out and got a pilot's license. But before I could get a real drone job, I have to acquire so many hours, a minimum of 50 hours. It's just like flight school. Yeah, like, exactly. It's ex- exactly <laughs> like flight school or, or being a doctor. You know, they have to be a residence, right. practice on a couple of bodies before they get out and be, be our real doctors. Right. Same thing with pilots and remote pilots. We need to understand that aircraft. We need to understand the airspace. And we also need to understand the ground right. because, you know, when you have a pilot, you're flying this device. you got people on the ground who are under you. You have animals. So that person also needs to be able to communicate uh, with the people on the ground, by the way, this is what I'm doing because because sometimes drones, you know, we have a negative side where people think drones are spying on them, mm-hmm. but you're usually they're not. But then again, you do have the group of people who will do naughty things, right? Absolutely. But the goal of, like I say, getting certified is so you can understand how to properly operate, what the FAA rules are, and also safety. Safety is really big, right? I feel you. So let's talk about some of the industries in this. I mean, there's so many like industries. There's so many jobs. If I have, I, I went through the program. First of all, how long would it take for me to get my pilot's license? If I wanted to like, I want to make money doing this, which mind you, I know people that are making $2,000 a pop, <laughs> $2,000 a day, you know, filming drone footage mm-hmm. um, with like TV shows and different things. Uh, so if I'm trying to make two, two grand a day, what do I got to do to get, t- to get there? First thing you want to do is, like I say, um, you want to, um, I would, first of all, my advice would be align with an organization who's always going to expose you to drone talk, whether it's on podcasts. Me, myself, I do podcasts. Of course, I do Clubhouse. I do YouTube. And, of course, I've joined an organization. And then you want to look for some training. As a veteran, we there's a program that I recently just joined, um, Drones to Vets, or it might be Vets to Drones. Sometimes I'm a little dyslexic. But, um they're this organization where they're also providing training. So you want to align with somebody who also is going to provide you training. And if you say, well, I am, I'm a firecracker. I can learn on my own. Then you want to download, uh, not download, you want to buy two books from Amazon that are, talks about uh, how do you get a remote license and talks about how to prepare for the test. You could study within six weeks or you could study within six months. Me, it took me initially six months. But once I start studying the test questions over maybe I'll say two months. I think they're about, don't quote me that, I think they're about maybe between 60 to 80 questions on the test. Mm. But once I start uh, getting taking the practice test and getting a score like of 80 or more, 
once I got up to 90s, that, that's when I decided to go take the test at a local helicopter firm that was in my, in my neighborhood in the valley. And, of course, I was nervous. But before you can even take that test, like I say, you, you have to go through the FAA and pay your fee and register like if you were doing um, any other you know, right. professional certification. What's that fee? Um, the initial fee, I think the test fee was about $150. Okay, and it so might have gone up since you know since yeah. 2021. Decently affordable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then of course your your study materials are going to be under 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing of course buying a drone. Okay. The the drones can go anywhere from $25. I did start off with a $25 drone, something I learned how to fly inside. Right, that you can and, crash and it's okay. Yeah, and then I upgraded to a DJI. And the reason I like for me, DJI is good for me because I like their um, return policy. You crash the drone, you pay $49, they send you another drone. Oh, nice. So, okay, so up to two replacements. Up, wow, that's dope. So wait, let me make sure I'm understanding. So the time frame and the cost. So the time frame to get to, um, remember, we're trying to get to $2,000 a day. The time frame is six months? Uh, six months, yes. I, wow. I would, yes. Okay, and then the cost is the cost. 500 of course, so then you want to buy equipment because right. you need to. You 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 want to buy the equipment because before you can go get the, that two thousand dollars a day, you need to have a, a, like I said, a minimum of fifty hours, and some companies require a hundred hours. It really depends on what what role you're playing. If you're going out, you know, you ask about what type of jobs you have. Jobs in the real estate where people want to see, let's say, you know, you know, you know we're all in California, mm-hmm. and they want to, let's say, they want to buy a house right. over here in Malibu, and the house is, you know. 800 square footage. So say they want to see it. So you use the drone to cover the outside and you also want to use the drone to cover the inside. Right. So that's one way. Um, The biggest um, industry now is drone delivery. As you all know, Amazon is doing it. Right. Um, You uh, maybe UPS um, and a couple of other companies, but you have a lot of small businesses who are creating their own drone delivery services because you still need drones to deliver medication, Mm-hmm. which is awesome in countries who have had a hard time getting meds. And let's, for instance, blood samples. You know, right. um, a drone goes and pick up the drum, the blood sample and takes it back wow. to the much-needed facility. And that's facility. a pilot flying that drone. And as a pilot flying that drone. Then you also have, like, um, the drone lighting shows. They call those swarms. Mm. That's where a person is managing about 600 drones at one time. I attended an event uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, the um, the World Games, and I got a chance to see all 600 drones on the ground. And me, as a pilot, I was thinking, they got about 600 pilots, but I found out later that you have, this is a program, so you have one pilot and probably be a VO, which is called your visual observer, because you still need uh, a second person. Just like when you're in an airplane, you, you have a co-pilot, so when you're flying drones, Sam, you need a co-pilot. More with Sam Scully when we come forward on KVLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. We are here with the drone master and then some Sam Scully. <laughs> she has a drone here in the studio. Talk about this drone here, Sam. This particular drone here, it's... Um, Plug it in. Okay. It lights this up. This is yeah. my drone soccer drone. We were, t- we were talking about different um, departments or areas in the drone industry. Education is one. So I promote a program called U.S. Drone Soccer. And this particular drone is an FPV drone, first-person vision. And it's not the kind where you use the goggles with, because when we use drone soccer, which is the, the newest esports that's out, that again, that I'm introducing to California, they, the, the pilots, and we call them pilots because that's what they are, they 
pilot these particular drones inside of a netted enclosure. So these drones are built to run into one another because they're basically playing soccer and they're getting, trying to get that ball inside of that particular loop. So you have about wow. five players on each side and the game lasts for three minutes it's like crash soccer drone mm-hmm. ball that sounds awesome and fun so that's why it's in a netted enclosure because the propellers on here um they they will come off once they hit this and is so, a great way to learn how to fly a drone so yes and that's the reason we we enter we're introducing so- our drone soccer is because it's a way to get kids involved in aviation right how, how old do you have to be to start uh for drone soccer uh i would say 12 age 12 but we do take them younger okay Okay, that's dope. She said it only lasts three minutes, though. What's that about? So it's a total. Yeah, they have. They I play have a five joke, games. but I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> they play five games, but believe me, they can get about six drones through those loops within three minutes if they're uh, if they're mm-hmm. good pilots. Oh, okay. And they have, ta- you know, they have techniques where the drone crashes down on another one, knocks it out of his way, and all and that it does in three minutes. Thing. I guess you can do a lot in three minutes. Yes, <laughs> they, these twelve year old pilots and above, they are they're great. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. So let's talk more about the different. Okay, why again, we know drones can do delivery. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to program that drone. Somebody's going to fly that drone. Somebody's going to build the drone. Somebody's going to maintain and do maintenance on the drone. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about other jobs and other industries. Because a lot of people, they think about tech. And they think that, oh, God, I got to be like doing coding and engineering and, uh, you know, data science and and crazy, you know, Mm -hmm. coding. code crazy code and it's not like that with every space and tech so you just mentioned like there's accounting but there's all types of industries like let's yes, talk about yes. Some other ones. let's start let's talk about surveillance okay so for instance in some countries uh let's say you know they're 18 wheelers or however big their trucks are sometimes their trucking supplies are uh, robbed and one way to counteract that is to use drone surveillance wow. where the drone and even here in america you commit a crime let's say instead of the cop following you the drone will follow you and wait till you get to your house, and then the <laughs> cop will come to your house or wherever you finish doing your criminal activity. Oops. So that drone will be deployed. Another one, you have search search and rescue. Now, that, that's very popular. I know a lot of you have heard about search and rescue. For instance, uh, just uh, there was a story that I remember about a, a young, young, um, young man uh, in Chicago. He drowned. I think he was under 10. And they were searching for days, and an, another man bought out a drone and was able to help find it because the drone can also um, it has technology where it can see the heat of the body, or it can see the non-heat of the body because, of course, you know, right when it's not heated, right. it's dead. Um, facility inspections. Let's say uh, you have these huge facilities, bridges, whether they be in New York, uh, Canada. Instead of sending a person to do this inspection. Now you can use the drone to do the inspection. Hmm. Uh, drones delivering. We talked about meds. Delivery. Right. Also drones doing agriculture. Alg- let's say, let's see what well, we have oxen out here where we, you know, everybody knows we grow the best strawberries. But um, <laughs> let's say, you know, instead of using a human to do an inspection on, on this patch of strawberries, they can use the drones to do that. Right. So, um, and then a last one. We, we, well, we've talked. Delivery is the biggest is the biggest growing uh, area right now. That mm-hmm. that is one of the, the bigger areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have drones that will that are you know half robotics, and they're driving. Not when, I won't say driving people, but they are flying people in the air. Uh, EVTOL, oh. electrical vehicle takeoffs and landing. So that's in the future. I'm not ready yet. Um, <laughs> I'm not ready to have my pilot I, I was be watching a... something on uh, 60 Minutes. <laughs> not ready. So, yes. 
And and then the other part is um, drone education. Another uh, program that I like to um, support is drone cadets. Okay. That's Tony Reed in New York. And he has about four different programs on his drone program where he has drone flight school. He has drone uh, games. They have a set of instructors that go to the schools and they work with uh, the students. And then I think recently they're working with the uh, New York City Department of Police where they're training. And me... What what I'm trying to do in L.A. is also, like I say, bring more drone programs. And those drone programs include also include the veterans. Mm. Because just because you might be disabled does not mean you cannot pilot a drone. And oh, that wow. you cannot use your mind right. to pilot a drone. Because you're not going to be walking with the drone. I learned that from being a pilot. You, you can't walk and drone. Right. You're basically going to be sitting and droning so you can pay attention to your screen. Right. And you're looking at the screen. And you're looking at the screen. Which is great for gamers. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yes. it's like a game that you get paid for. Exactly. So if I have, if I'm in the industry, do, do people in, like, for example, you mentioned surveillance, right? You mentioned, like, making sure uh, uh, trucks don't get robbed. So if mm-hmm. I'm somebody who works in the security, in, in that industry anyway, do I have a leg up of getting in to a drone program with that or nah? What? No. <laughs> It really depends on your industry. So let's say since, I mean, I'm in the drone program or, you know, I'm droning and I had to figure out which industry. So my industry is more educational and human resources. Mm-hmm. So let's say you are a security person. Right. And you say, well, you know, I want to do I want to do something with drones and security. So that's when you're going to go secure yeah. your um, first of all, you're going to find companies that are already doing it. Right. And, you know, and see if you can align with them and find out what their requirements are, because now with new workforce development programs and this technology is coming out and we have the fourth industrial revolution, we there are programs and companies who are willing to train you because you have the industry experience. Yeah, you know security, but you might not know how to fly a drone. Mm-hmm. Same thing working with uh, EMTs, uh, emergency, the fire department, and the yep. police. I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily a cop, but I might could go in and show the cops how to use a particular drone or at least educate them on the drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it makes sense if it's in your industry. Like, you were already in the human resources industry, Mm -hmm. in staffing. So it made sense for you to go in that space within the drone space. Like, me, you know, we build software. We we build apps. So it makes sense for me and my team to go in making software and apps for for drones. Exactly. Or putting together a team with a company who needs to have the software. Because you need both components. You need the drone. Right. Uh, For instance, like what my drone soccer we use something called beta flight to tweak and make the drone more, you know, better for us to pilot. And same thing with the other drones, DJI and some of the ones that I don't know about, Altel, Skydio. There's another, there are two components, the, 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 um, like we like to call it the aircraft or the bird, then, of course, the software. Mm. Okay. This is good information. When we come forward, more with Sam Scully and the game Game of Drones on Talk Tech to Me Uncut on the unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We're here with Sam Scully talking about the Game of Drones. So how do we, how do our kids get in? How do we get involved? How can we, I want to, teach me how to drone. Teach me how to drone. Teach me, teach me how to drone. <laughs> I like that. Um, um, I think the first way is for there be there need to be programs available for the kids so that they can have the, the support of the parent. Um, and you said, well, why do I want my kids to get involved with drones? Drones are is a STEM program. We all understand the STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. That's I'm a fan of that. And I'm also a fan of our kids being able to be in this market. 
you know, we've gotten skipped. A lot of our kids gotten skipped in some of these other industries. But now this new robotics industry, and as I say, STEM, we want to get them involved because, first of all, once we get them trained, they're going to be able to make at least a minimum of $50 an hour. Dang. Um, as a kid? We, at what, once they get 18. Okay. Oh, so I'm actually 16 because you could take the yeah. drone test by the time you're 16. Right. But we want to get them in a program that provides them uh, professional graded drones. We also want to get them in a program where it, it highlights what type of careers they can have. Because, you know, you just don't have to be a pilot. You can do, like I say, back-end stuff. But the aviation careers are something that students really need to consider because of, like I say, this whole new eVTOL, Uh where they have electrical vehicles that are going to be landing and taking off in our neighborhoods in probably less than a year or so. And the second thing is the opportunity that is going to provide for them. It's going to change the game. Mm. I mean, of course, you can still go to college. But if they decide they don't want to go to college and they just want to get a certification and get more pilot's license, because, yes, you have the 107 license, but there are other licenses, uh, license that you need to have to fly at night. Okay. There's licenses, like, for instance, if you want to get into search and rescue. But once they get that initial training, uh, my goal is to uh, hopefully that they will pursue an aviation career. Right. Um, I mean, you said the start is $50 an $50 hour. $50 an hour, yes. Look, I want everybody, look, I'm going to do like a church. Everybody look to your left. Look to your right. Look at that child sitting next to you. <laughs> and think how he or she could be making $50 an hour. Exactly. To basically play a game in the air. Yeah, yeah. This is what they do. Because right now they're, play, they're playing games on their phones. Facts. And, uh, and they have drone games for your phone. But why not learn how to pilot one? For real. And put it out to use. I took my son out uh, over the last two weeks. Mm-mm. And... Um, Gave him my DJI Mini Maverick. He's already he's already got ten hours. Oh wow! And yes. he, he was loving because he was and playing he, a game. He, he was he was loving it. <laughs> he playing a drone and game. So because he was like, well, I'll just sign the account back over to you. I was like, no, no, I want you to get your own hours, right? Because once you start piloting your drones, it keeps a registration of your hours. Okay. So that when it's time for you to, to go get that fifty dollars an hour, you have a record of you know your your flight time. And the other part I want to say to the parents, parents. You are the biggest part of this because they're going to need you to help them, of course, get the equipment, get the insurance, and also take them to the training and take them to events. Right. Because there's also drone racing. Mm-hmm. So there, there are other things to do. They're fun things and they're business things. Mm-hmm. But let's get them in either to drone soccer, drone cadets, right? drone racing. Um, and I think I'm leaving off one. Oh. Drone racing with the FPV, first person drone, vision. He said drone soccer already. Yeah, so parents, I mean, look at this as this is this is a great investment. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not just a game. Exactly, it's better than that. Uh, what are those things? Those Xboxes. <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are Xboxes. <laughs> so instead of getting the Xbox, Nintendos. Cons- yeah, consider <laughs> consider getting the drone, and also there are going to be more 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 of these companies like the Nintendos. I bet they'll be creating a drone within the next couple of years. Right. Are they allowed to just fly them anywhere? Like, if I bought a drone for my kid right now, can we just... No. So, the thing about uh, drones, there is something called airspace. Right. Airspace is ruled by the FAA, the Federal uh, Aviation Agency. And so, you have airspace A through G. So, let's say airspace A, that's where Delta is. That's about 40,000 miles up. I mean, feet up. Whereas uh, a drone pilot, we can go no more than, uh, I think... 400, 400 feet. Okay. 400 feet in the air. And and that also depends on where you are. So in order for me to fly my drone, 
Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look up before you fly to make sure that I'm in an area where I can safely fly my drone and not hinder any business or person. Okay. Well, more when we come when we come forward on Talk Tech to Me Uncut on KVLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. You're listening to Talk Tech to Me Uncut, where tech is the new sexy. Sam Scully. So how do we follow you? How do we find you? How do we join Tell us how to. Uh, tell first us how. way you can find me is my website, scullystaffing.com. And Scully is S C U L L Y, staffing, S T A F F I N G.com. Uh, also, my, my website name is the same thing for my Twitter name, as well as my Instagram and my Facebook. Facebook, I think, might be under Indigo Staffing. Um, Wait, what at, is your Twitter name? Uh, my Twitter, uh, Sam Scully Staffing. Okay, same thing. And Instagram. And Instagram, same thing. Sam now Scully you have Staffing. a clubhouse? Um, I do have a clubhouse. Clubhouse starts in uh, October. Okay. And that clubhouse is called Dronist. D-R-O-N-I-S-T. Dronist. I like it. Okay. And, and a podcast? And um, I don't have a podcast yet. Oh. You are my first podcast. Hey! But you have made me bite the bug, and I am definitely <laughs> interested in doing more. Good, good. Yes. I'm going to just bring you on and put you to work. Have you... <laughs> We'll have you pr- produce a show. Um, no, I'm just kidding. T. Marty, they they serious about their producing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow me uh, at InstaBets, like Instagram, but InstaBetts, and then also Talk Ted to Me Pod on Instagram. You can learn more about our boot camps at Missla.org. We do hope to have boot camps soon for drones uh, coming up. We are just uh, working on that funding. You know, these drones ain't cheap. <laughs> These instructors ain't cheap. So anybody got funding for drones, come come holla at me at InstaBets or um <clears throat> I'm super easy to find. Just Google just Google me. <laughs> Cassie Cassie Betts. <clears throat> Do you have any last words for, for uh, our listeners? My last words would be when it comes to staffing and you need IT people, I think you should look me up because the one thing I do have is a community and a big community of women in tech who are looking for opportunities and men as well. But look me up for staffing opportunities and look me up if you're interested in drone soccer or drone cadets or any drone program. And I can help you with that. Absolutely. Especially as a founding member, um, as we are both founding members of Black Women in Technology. Uh, yeah, we, we, we got we got black women on deck, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. In tech, though. Hold on. Let's let's be clear. Let's be clear in technology. So I want you guys to tune in next week because we're discussing mental health in tech with our special guest, Candy Lewis. I thank you so much for kicking it with us on the unapologetically progressive KBLA talk 1580. Next up, we are going to explore the creative reckoning of writers on the backstory with Mache Duffy here at KBLA talk. This has been Sam Scully. Sam Skelly, any last words? Any, any, any more last words? And all I can say is drone up. Oh, hey, I like that. I like that. Drone up. She, she brought her drones in the studio. You can see these drones on our, we're going to have it on our uh, our IG, Talk Tech to Me pod. Uh, we can show you what, what it looks like. It looks pretty cool. It's all surrounded and caged in. These are the soccer drones. There's many different types of drones. But I appreciate you all for being here, for listening in, for for learning about how to drone, for hearing Sam Scully's story, for listening to my story. Uh, this has been Talk Tech to Me Uncut. We are pushing the envelope of tech one keystroke at a time here on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.